because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes. One thing, I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind and design this rhyme to explain in due time. All I know, time is a valuable thing. Watch it fly by as the pendulum swings. Watch it count down to the end of the day. The clock takes life away. It's so unreal. Didn't look out below. Watch the time go right out the window. Trying to hold on, but you didn't even know. Wasted it all just to watch you go. I kept everything inside. Good morning and welcome to another Just Informed Talk radio show. I'm your host, Craig James. We have a big show for you today. There's going to be some interesting uh, topics. Of course, you know it's Tinfoil Friday, and that means we're going to be diving down the rabbit hole, taking the red pill, and talking about things that obviously the fake news will never discuss, uh, history that they don't want you to know, and some very, uh, let's just say, esoteric knowledge that uh, I'm excited to get into today. You know, we have our guest joining us. We've been having him on every Friday. He is the Benghazi whistleblower. He is a U.S. Air Force veteran, military intelligence insider who's uh, being so kind as to join us and talk us through some of these big stories, help us take the red pill, as it were. Uh, You guys probably know him by now. His name is Nick No, and I just want to welcome him on the show. Nick, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Craig. Nice to be here. It's always nice to have you on, my friend. And let me just get... uh, everything's set up so you know nick we were talking the other day about some very interesting things we really uh are going to get into some pretty as i said before esoteric uh places with the knowledge that we're we're about to go through here and i want to preface all of this by saying you know there are subjects that obviously are more sensitive than others and certain people uh, have sometimes have a hard time grasping some of these things so we're going to do our best to kind of walk everybody through this and that's why i'm really thankful to have you on nick because i think uh we can really hold people's hands right and 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 guide them through this because this is a a a lot of information a lot of very interesting but in some regard i guess controversial information today we're going to be talking about operation high jump uh new schwabenland what happened with the Nazis and uh, some other interesting topics, Nick. I know you're, you're, you're really ripping and ready to go on this one, right? Absolutely. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's an inconvenient, but very important truth that everyone needs to understand about the real nature of the United States. What's really happened since the end of world war two, why we see UFOs and why, uh, you know, a lot of people think that they're they're terrestrial vehicles. Yeah, um, we could talk about that, and uh, we'll get into details about who has what and how we got here. All right. Well, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I don't want to um, put too much in front of this. I just want to get right into it. So, where do you want to begin, Nick? Well, I I want to begin with. Um, the fact, let's, let's pick up where we left off last time when we were talking about how the Nazis didn't really lose World War II. And uh, the four years towards the end of the war, the Germans understood that they did not have the numbers, so they had to create 
new technologies that would give them a uh, an edge in, in warfare. What they would do is they would, um, and this is based upon a firsthand account from uh, William Tompkins. William Tompkins was in the Navy. Before we get too far into everything, I'm going to tell you the background. So William Tompkins was in the Navy, and um, he was in the commander's office in uh and uh, when he was uh, admiral, and, and when he was in there, the um, Ad- admiral Rickabod in his office in 1942 they had 29 top navy operatives and spies in Germany. Of course, they they got him in there. Um, they already spoke German at that time. There's a lot more German immigrants. It's much easier to find people who are already fluent and you could blend right in. Um, they uh, came back as quickly as they could with info about. Um, what the Germans were working on, and they said that the Germans were basically designing new spacecraft, uh, new weapons, new what they call wonder weapons. And when they would create them, they would get the offensive version of it, and then the the, the counter to it or the defensive uh, technology to to defend against it. And they would not even use it in the battlefield; they would send it down to New Schwabenland, down in Antarctica, and they had these uh, very large transport they didn't have any missiles or anything but they were transport uh, u-boats and um, they would uh, use you know uh, submarines they would take them down to antarctica and um, so these spies when they came back of course uh, admiral rickabod was there with him um, william tompkins and he, he didn't believe them when they would come there and tell them look we they've got this technology um you know, uh, there's no moving, basically look, it looks like there's no moving parts or whatever, and they could fly, uh, that sort of stuff. And, and they didn't believe them at first, and uh, they continued to get these reports that kept coming through. Um, and, of course, you know, there's plenty of documentation that they were doing this nowadays. You can you can find it pretty easily. Um, so um, they got into most of the areas that were occupied by the Germans. They infiltrated the scientific programs, the military programs. Um, so they were quite good. And um, they said they were making these, producing these vehicles that could go close to the speed of light. And they were so advanced that nobody in the USA could even conceptualize what they had. And uh, so these, the Germans put these into full-scale production and kept shipping them down to Antarctica. Um, so they would take, so they took the info and disseminated it from these naval spies. Uh, to top secret organizations, sometimes universities like Caltech and a couple of other ones, they would they receive the packages too. Uh, so we had to reverse engineer all of this technology, and it took years, and the Nazis didn't actually lose. So the Germans were contacted by the U.S. Navy and agencies afterwards, um, and we took uh, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of Nazi scientists and, and SS uh, uh, people over to the United States through Operation Paperclip, and uh, they were 80, 80 to 90 percent of NASA when it was formed were Nazis. So they took their space program and then transposed it to the United States. They took the same sort of uh, thing over here, although they, you know, at this point they still use the rockets uh, for propulsion, and it's just complete nonsense, and, and it never really was anything. Uh, uh, really usable in the first place. So uh, they got assigned to NASA, 
And they also went into biomedical and aerospace companies. They took over the finances, too, using the Bilderberg and Trilateral Commission to actually take over the finances of the United States. They took over the biomedical, aerospace, and finances. So uh, if you think about this, you know, we we were taught when we were growing up that Bernard Ron Braun was this great guy. He helped get us to the moon. Um, you know, and, and it was just the greatest time we, we were defeating the Russians, you know, and, and it, it was so much more than that. Um, so much more. And they actually worked with the UK as well uh, with this technology. So the Germans, uh, four years before losing the war, they moved everything to Antarctica. And according to these naval spies, they had made contact with um, extraterrestrials, which is, you know, um, people can speculate on what they actually are. I don't know, my, my opinion, you know, whatever it is, it's evil, what they had done. So, um, so they took, this is according to him, right? Um, William Tompkins, he said that they had three large caverns down in Antarctica and two small ones. Um, and they gave, the ETs gave two small ones to the SS Nazis. Um, and this isn't really hard to conceptualize because Antarctica has so many active volcanoes underneath it. And, um, the water there is a lot warmer than everybody understands or realizes because of those active volcanoes. Uh, so they would have, uh, you know, the water um, in there, if it's not getting caught up by currents, it, it goes up and then when it's heated and it goes up and keeps everything warm and it creates these little caverns where there's uh, pockets of, of warm areas under the ice. And that's how that's easily maintained. Um, and you probably won't see a lot of energy signature there. Wow. Uh, we're going to come back, and we're, I'm going I'm <clears> to <throat> dig in this a little bit deeper with you, Nick, because I really want to get down to, to some uh, more interesting stuff that, I mean, this is already crazy, but it's good kind of crazy. We're going to keep diving down the rabbit hole. This is information they certainly don't want you to talk about. Stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. Mama told me. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. Yes, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Let us help. Listen to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Saturdays at 11, right here on AM 1360. to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by U.S. Air Force veteran 
Benghazi whistleblower military intelligence insider, giving us a breakdown of this uh, these concepts that are, that are tough because a lot of people, it's very controversial, uh, Nick, for a lot of people when you discuss things like extraterrestrials and you discuss uh, things like this this sort of esoteric knowledge that is not very common amongst the population, although it seems to be becoming more commonplace. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, what you're saying about Antarctica having warm spots underneath the ice where it is certainly possible that it's habitable to a degree and that this is where the the nazis were storing this this advanced technology which kind of give some background on on all this nick to to, i don't know give more context right it's because i i know what you've just discussed is that there was operation paperclip the nazis why were the nazis why did they choose antarctica why were they taking their secret technology down there? Do you have any um, insight in that? And, and I'm sure this is referring to things like D- DOS or D-Glock, the, the bell, the technology. There, it's, it, I guess that's my question so far is just why why Antarctica? What, what's – the ETs are, are there, I guess, is what you're, you're saying? Well, look at it this way. It's not much different than having a command post on the moon which, by the way, uh, we were able to accomplish, uh, according you know, to some people, you should look up they should look up Project Horizon. You can find the entire document on there. And uh, there's a General Trudeau that was in charge of the program, and uh, Colonel Philip J. Corso was under him, and he was in charge of, of helping uh, distribute technologies such as uh, fiber optics, um, uh, integrated circuits, and other things like that from the crashes we recovered. But, um, you know, that's a whole other story. Uh, He wrote the book The Day After Roswell, which would be a good reference point for anybody trying to understand how the technology uh, exploded in the United States really quickly. Um, uh, But, uh, you know, this all goes back to the Nazis, and they had this, okay, so they had a society, they had a bunch of secret societies, and they're just trying to find an edge in warfare. And what they, they came across were these, this is the story, you know, um, I, I'm just, you know, taking it for what it is. And there's probably a lot more information in between there, but there's these two sisters named the Brill, I don't know, this Brill Society based upon these uh, sisters that were uh, allegedly having contact with ETs. That's all uh, very interesting and it can be researched by people. But uh, ultimately uh, the Nazis did end up getting away. They got all their technology down to South America um, and they took over the biomedical and aerospace companies, and 80 to 90% of NASA were um, these Nazis. And, uh, you know, so the ETs gave them a couple of caverns down there, um, and there were many of these vehicles were using, made using slave labor, and they also brought all the SS families, a lot of SS families down there too. And as everybody knows, um, that some of the SS escaped to South America, you know, Borman, Mengele, and a few other people. And if you look up the CIA's website, they actually have a microfilm photo of Hitler being alive in South America with uh, one of his loyal SS sitting next to him. I, uh, so, I, so I, you know, I wasn't sure to believe that one because, you know, you, you see those shows on History Channel where it's like, Hitler, we're going to find him in South America. 
and I and I'm always skeptical when it's like History Channel giving you information, you know. Uh, but it does. It is plausible that Hitler, I guess, survived. But go on. Well, I'm, sure, yeah. Go on. Oh yeah, there's actually one of the reasons they like that area where they actually went. A lot of them uh, to Argentina and everything is because it's they because have mountains proximity there. Proximity to Antarctica, right? That and it's very similar to the climate and uh, you know uh, plants and, and just life in Germany near, near Bavaria and everything like that is really similar, uh, but it's in the southern hemisphere, also close to Antarctica too. Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess latitude in its latitude, it's like the opposite of in the southern. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so keep going. I mean, we're. we're <laughs> If we're going to go there, we might as well just go all in. Uh, you know, we're talking about aliens, and we're talking about New Schwabenland, and we're talking about Nazis in Antarctica. And I think that there's a reason why they make, you know, they try to make this into a joke. Because, you know, I don't fully understand what an extraterrestrial would en- would be anyway. I, I consider it uh, like a demon, I guess, would be uh, a fallen angel type deal. That's what I kind of visualize it as from my christian uh perspective and uh but in in all of god's infinite wisdom there is more to his creation than we can see that is for sure i know that beyond a doubt uh beyond any reasonable doubt so let's that's just i want to preface that for everybody out there listening because i know that some people will hear et's and aliens and they'll automatically think uh you know they'll they'll either tune it out or they'll, they'll have some very very uh you know sharp opinions which is it which is fine everybody's entitled to believe what they want but i think it's important we dive down this rabbit hole cuz this is obviously a whole sec- section of information they just they they're never going to hear anywhere else so you might as well get it here so keep going nick i don't want to interrupt you yeah um, no problem. You know, you can anybody can speculate on on uh, where they're from. There, there are some. I mean, this is what I hear. You know, that there are interdimensional ones, and then there are also ones from different star systems and planets. Uh, you know, I who knows for you know for sure about it. But you know, this I would stick with the core idea that that there are some that have interacted with the, the world for a long time, uh, and. Um, and whether or not they're good or bad, I mean, obviously if they help the Nazis, probably not good. Uh, but uh, you know, there's there are different types, of, from what I understand. I, you know, uh, one can only speculate on what they look like and all that stuff. It's not really worth the time investing it right well, now I mean, to talk about I, it. If I think but, about it in terms of what you know is described biblically, you know, you have angels and you have demons, and there, and like you said, it, neither of us are going to sit here and be like, well, we know exactly what it is and where it came from. Um, I know one thing that whatever it is, whoever they are, wherever they are, they are made by God and God is in control of what they're doing. Uh, the universal creator that is God. So I, you know, that's all I can really say. But I, I, again, like you said, it's like we can sit here and debate what an alien is until we're blue in the face. It's not going to matter that what does matter though, is that there's a lot of truth in this information we're parsing through. Plus, you know, when we get into Operation High Jump and stuff, it, it, I think there's a, an implication that goes all the way to today. We have whistleblowers coming forward about some technology. So keep going again. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Oh, yeah. The guy that 
was talking about the technology, the scalar technology using tubes that they bury uh, that could be used as a weapon or a communication device using uh, the quantum fabric of space-time to deliver messages in an instant across the galaxies or galaxy. Um, you know, uh, I've seen uh, some things in my life that were pretty unbelievable so far with technology, and I think that is totally plausible and actually kind of likely. Um, you know, they've had a lot of time down there in Antarctica where they didn't allow anybody to go down there. Even to this day, they don't allow anyone to really go down there unless you're a scientist or military and uh, you're stationed there. Um, and there's this treaty going all the way back to around the same time where um, we were defeated down in Antarctica. Admiral Richard Byrd was tasked by William Forrestal to go down there and Forrestal, and Forrestal was in the know about the naval intelligence stuff. He was in the Navy, and he was made the first Secretary of Defense. Um, so he sent Byrd down there. Byrd gets defeated. Um, they lose some warships, and uh, on the way back, Admiral Byrd says that, let me quote, so it's necessary for the USA to take defensive actions against an enemy air uh, with air fighters which come from the polar regions. And, and that's what he said, uh, you know, quoting him. And he also said that the next war is going to be fight with, fought with uh, uh, vehicles that can go pole to pole, uh, you know, uh, basically in an instant. So, you know, there, there's some citation for that. But he did lose. And when he came back with the Navy, they lost some ships. Uh, allegedly, they were attacked after a couple of weeks of being there. You know, this, they labeled it a scientific investigation. But... He said directly from his mouth before he left that this is a military, uh, you know, expedition, you know, not just scientific. He actually said it out loud, you know, and said this to everybody. So he went down there. They probably thought they were going to go down there and kick their butts, but they were defeated. And when they came back, I'm sure that the word got to William Forrestal, who is the SECDEF and, and first one ever. And then they, I'm sure that he was like, he said, we cannot cannot uh, yield to the Nazis or make a treaty with them. We can't do it. And which is why I think he was probably uh, killed. He was thrown out. They committed him. And back in those days, uh, you know, if any, anybody could just say you're crazy just by saying, you know, just say whatever. And then they could say, oh, you're crazy. And then have you committed against your will? So they had him put in, I think, Bethesda Naval Hospital. And then they threw him out of a window. And uh, at that point, that's whenever things really turned. Um, and, and don't forget that Prescott Bush was a Nazi, um, and the Bush family were some of the first. Actually, the Prescott Bush controlled the CIA via proxy of Alan Dulles, and Alan Dulles was just a banker. He wasn't even qualified for the job. Um, and uh, uh, Prescott Bush had uh, Army intelligence background, so he already knew how to run spies and that sort of stuff. So basically, he was running it by proxy, and he was a uh, Nazi banker uh, laundering Nazi gold. It's all connected. So, um, you know, how did the CIA have a Nazi banker as the very first CIA director? Um, and then Avril Harriman was one of the first uh, recruiters for the CIA, who was Prescott Bush's business partner. Um, anyway, so the Nazis had a very strong presence just with finance. And then, of course... Uh, you know, they did Operation Paperclip. Dulles brought them all over. And really, it was kind of an exchange program as part of the treaty so that we won't attack them anymore. I don't know the details of that, but I know that there was one 
uh, made, so we can't go to Antarctica unless it's on their terms. Uh, and then they would, like I said, they, they put it, their scientists and all of our different technologies, biomedical, aerospace, that sort of stuff, to develop uh, technologies for us. And uh, William Tompkins actually designed some of our secret space program vehicles in the program called Solar Warden. Basically, they used submarines um, because that's, you know, the best model. It's just like being in water when you're in space, I guess. Um, so they just used those, modified them, and then used those as the initial uh, reproduction vehicles. Um, and if you look, if you look up someone named Gary McKinnon, he actually found and accessed these files where he was able to get a list of non-terrestrial officers, um, which was part of the Solar Warden program. And that's why they tried to extradite him so hard. And you know, he's uh, he's got Asperger's, and he's just super curious about it. And uh, and he he's dug, and he ended up hacking into the Pentagon and stuff. And that's why they wanted him. It's because of what he found, not because he did it. Um, they want to make sure he was silenced. So, um, you know, keep in mind, you've you got to research all this yourself. What is a non-terrestrial officer? you talking about aliens enlisted in the military? I think it's reference to... Um, are you talking uh, about, like, who, combat officers who are, are working outside of the Earth? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe in low Earth orbit at the time, who knows? Okay. Or maybe even further than that. Because they were designed to go further. Well, you said they have a base yeah. on the moon, so you need people to, I guess, be on the moon, right? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And um, you know, there's some sort of rumor that uh, I think it was Armstrong or somebody. Whenever they were on the moon, they went to the medical line and said that they saw something at the edge of the crater because they had overshot their landing and they weren't supposed to be where they were. So wait, are you in um, the camp that the moon landing was real though? Um, I, cause think... that's like, seems conflicting, right? We have base on the moon, but then it's like, did we even go with Stanley Kubrick filming it? And, and is that why he was killed? You know, eyes wide shut, you know, all that stuff. Um, so, all right, we're going to hit a break here. I don't want to, like, push us in all these different directions, but I do think these are, like, if we're talking about, like, you know, logical consistency, uh, I, I personally don't – I personally am, am not sure that we went to the moon. I'm not saying it's not possible, but, you know, it's really weird. We lost all the telemetry data. You know, we, we yeah. haven't been able to go back since. There's the Van Allen radiation belt. There's a lot of, you know, look at the technology they had. Like, did we really go to the moon? and but now you're saying, and, and look, maybe they faked that because they were already able to get there with this higher classification technology, like these Tic Tacs, and they were already there anyway, but they didn't want us to, I don't know. Let's When we come back, Ooh. Nick, we're going to put, put this together for everyone, for myself at least, because uh, I have so many questions, and uh, we'll, we'll get you right back after the break and, and let you go, okay? We'll, we'll let you talk. Stay tuned. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. We'll be back after the break. This is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I want to take a second to tell you about my friends over at thefreedompeople.org. If you guys haven't tried them, you need to give them a call today. All you have to do is go to thefreedompeople.org and set up your call. And what can they help you do? Well, through legal and lawful processes, they'll help you reduce exposure to the tax man or other bureaucratic bodies. They can help you do things like set up express trusts, which help manage your business assets and affairs effectively and privately, while helping you gain greater control of you and your family 
family's future. It can also help you do things like set up private membership associations, which help you restructure your business in a way that allows you to run it exactly how you want. If you believe your children should be able to receive their inheritance without paying an arm and leg in taxes and that taxes are unjust, the government ceases to represent the interests of its people. I want you to take a second today to go to the T-H-E, freedompeople.org and schedule your call. Let them know I sent you. But more importantly, help make sure that your future is protected and that your business and your family are protected. Hi folks, Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com, that's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-YREFI24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888-YREFI24, or go to investyrefi.com, and tell them Joe sent you. Suck upon somebody on a sidewalk, carjacking old lady at a red light, pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store, you think it's cool, act a fool if you like, cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up, yeah, you think it's tough, well try that in a small town, see how far you make it down. Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by our good friend, U.S. Air Force veteran, uh, Benghazi whistleblower, military intelligence insider, Nick No. And we're going down the, the rabbit hole here on Tinfoil Friday with some pretty, uh, you know, this is, I, I hate to keep using a word over and over again, Nick, but this strikes me as quite esoteric knowledge where it's, this is just stuff they don't teach you in in history class really and it's understanding kind of the secret history of what happened uh in world war ii and post-world war ii and before world war ii to a degree with regard to new schwabenland the nazis this this technology that they're supposed to have and then we talk about things like you before the break i was kind of going on about you know if the moon landing was fake, but then we have all this technology, I guess it would make sense that you would make, I mean, think about like the layers of deception here, but you are already have technology that can get you out into outer space pretty easily, but then you fake the moon landing so that it's easily debunked. And it's almost like a diversion away from that technology. Cause obviously you wouldn't want to be like, Oh, we have Tic Tacs that can, you know, break the the speed of, or almost go the speed of light practically, or not that close. But but you get what I'm saying. Like, is that is that am I am I close there, Nick? Is that what you think? What do you think? Yeah, clearly the moon landing was staged. Uh, you know, that was that that we have clearly we've been to the moon. We have bases there, but that was clearly uh, done to, in my opinion to make the Russians think that they could use 
regular rockets to get to the moon, uh, you know, cross the Van Allen belt and then still be safe to get to the moon, um, which is not, not really possible. I mean, you can put some water in the hull, which might shield you a little bit to get there. I, you know, it's just, uh, it's very unpredictable and dangerous. Um, but, uh, you know, according to Philip J. Corso, Project Horizon was successful and they actually uh, had, had bases on the moon before we even really considered going to the moon or, or said something about it. So, Carl, let me tell you about this story. So, in January uh, 1964, Carl Wolfe -E, was in the Air Force for about four and a half years, starting in January of 64. He had a top-secret top secret crypto clearance and worked with Tactical Air Command at Langley Air Force Base Virginia. While working at the NSA, in an NSA facility, he was shown photographs taken by the lunar orbiter of the moon that showed detailed artificial structures. Um, and uh, he went on record about, about this and made sure that everybody understood that there was someone already there before we allegedly went to the, to the moon in 1969. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's what they try to present, you know, Stanley Kubrick at that time was great. They did a good job at trying to get people to, to think that that happened that way. Um, but if you look at the, I mean, look at the, okay, so Neil Armstrong first steps on the moon and somehow there's a camera to see him already set up, staged for him to come out and take the first steps. Who put the camera there? <laughs> you know, it's just really simple stuff like that. Um, and, and then of course- uh, <laughs> Well, and then, and then you uh, know what the, the, one of the most telling things is, you know, people talk about body language, right? And, and how that you can speak a volume without saying a word. If you look at the body language of uh, all three of those astronauts when they came back from that first lunar mission, you know, you can tell they, they, their body language and, and their attitude, it, it just, you can tell these guys know what they're saying is untruthful almost, you know, like in the way they are, uh, you know, I, it's just one of those things. I've watched the press conferences where they ask them, you know, like you would think you just walked on the moon. You're the first man to do this. You would be happy and excited and like, this is amazing. I mean, you, but these guys are like sitting there like, you know, they know they're lying. I, I mean, that's just, I know that's anecdotal and, and it's kind of not scientifically based, but I mean, just the way they acted when they came back, you know what I mean? And when they got out of the module or the, whatever the, the thing is that brought them back, the pod, I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it, Nick, but I, I've seen the videos and it's, it's, and there's a, there's a buttload of other data, but it's just that that's one thing. Their body, you're right. Their body language completely changed. And I bet you this is what happened. So there's a covert program for a secret space program. You can even look it up on PBS, um, NOVA, Secret Astronauts. You got uh, Albert Cruz, John Finn, uh, John Finley, Richard Lawyer, uh, Lachlan, McClay, Francis Newbeck, James Taylor, Richard Truly, Robert Lawrence. Uh, you can look on PBS's website. It even talks about these secret uh, astro spot, astronauts. So, um, what I think really happened was that they had two different uh, teams that they were training, and then one was going to be the public-facing fake one, and one was going to be the one that actually went to the moon. And I believe that uh, they were uh, disappointed because they 
didn't know any different until after they had to go fake the moon landing or whatever. And then, you know, they didn't get to, to do that. So that they, you know, obviously it's not fun, but then they had to lie to everybody and they didn't really have a choice in it at that point. Um, cause they have to protect their secret space program. Um, but, uh, you know, even Buzz Aldrin has publicly said, and he was saying this to a little girl, we didn't go to the moon. You know, he said this out loud. And he actually has been to Antarctica, uh, by the way. And when he went there, he had a medical emergency and had to be medically evac. And um, he said that there's a terrible evil down there in Antarctica and that uh, needs to be dealt with or something to that effect. Uh, you know, and then you see John Kerry going down to Antarctica and you see the uh, Christian Orthodox uh, Church in uh, Russia had sent someone down there. And then you have the Pope sending people down there. And, and John Kerry did this, I'm pretty sure, if I remember right, just before President Trump went into office. And it's like, man, what? And why would you go down to Antarctica? Is because you can't. Here's just- my, what I've heard, and, and maybe you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. I've heard that the reason they they have this treaty and they don't want people going down there and they have all these random visits is there's a whole set of history. You know, they have the pyramid structures down there. I've heard that they've discovered bodies of, like, giants. Nephilim is, is kind of the, the description. I've heard reference from the Bible. Um, things that would basically shatter what most people's worldview is exists down there from what I understand, but that's just what I've heard. What do you think? Well, I, I think it's accurate. I think it, I think it's hundred percent true. So, and the reason I do is because there's other CIA documentation that was classified until recently. So there's a story called Adam and Eve, um, you know, uh, that was describing basically what happened when the flood really happened and, and all this. And it was a, basically a pole shift and some stuff happened, which would make sense and how a civilization could be suddenly down to the South pole. It, I think it would do like a 45 degree rotation or, um, what's that for 45, you know, somewhere around there. Um, so, you know, that story seems plausible and why there'd be a civilization that's, flash frozen and covered in water um down there and uh, yeah i mean that gets into like ben davidson and and he's a runs that suspicious observers channel where he talks about the magnetic pole reversal theories and how it's a sudden shift that uh can cause these massive uh tsunamis that are like sloshback tsunamis and um that can basically take out entire continents practically and when we come back, we're gonna we're, we'll keep diving on this because, uh, yeah, that does that would be something that you couldn't let the public know. Like, hey, there can be a magnetic pole reversal that can cover a continent in water and and ice, you know, almost pra- instantly, right? But we do know biblically, like you said, Noah and the flood. It's not like this knowledge is not a part of our historical record. It's just not prevalent in context to to the the facts anyway when we come back we'll talk about that and more stay tuned 
This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. The globalists say resistance is futile. Will you choose to accept your slavery or declare your liberty? Find out how on Pac-Man and the Rev, Saturdays from 1 to 2. Sometimes the truth hurts. Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by special guest, Nick No, U.S. Air Force veteran, military intelligence insider, Benghazi whistleblower. He's he's always here with us, uh, at least for the last, I don't know, what is it now, six weeks, uh, for our Tinfoil Friday edition where we dive down the rabbit hole and take the red pill. He's been our guide for the last few weeks, and we're very thankful for that. And he's uh, giving us uh, what can only be called a mega red pill right nick i mean at this point with some of this knowledge that that most people don't understand but to recap for anybody who's just joining us uh we we've talked about new schwabian land the nazis secret technology off moon or off planet military bases particularly on the moon uh technology that can move us you know in and out of our own uh, planetary confinement as it were and a bunch of other stuff nick so again i don't want to keep interrupting you i just i have so many questions that I, I like to ask you know when they come to mind but um keep going brother what else do we where where do we where do we want to pick up well um i want to pick up where you know we just talked about Antarctica and it makes sense that there could be a flash frozen civilization down there because of the flood with Noah is, is uh, in several different cultures all around the world, all have the same story. And then some even talked about how the sun was behaving weird. And then you can find some steps in some locations that are, you know, uh, uh, granite or what, uh, really strong rock. You know, they got this path going down into, uh, this, this, uh, chamber below ground, but you can see, that it wasn't weathering, it was actually melting of the rocks. They got hot and then kind of uh, pooled and then dripped down the stairs all the way. You know, some, something with the sun also happened at that time, I believe, but uh, that's not too important. I mean, that, we, you can always look further into that, everybody can. But, uh, you know, another thing that can support this is that we got Dr. Ben Rich, a former Lockheed Skunk Works director, he confirmed publicly that there are two types of UFOs, uh, the ones they build, um, 
and then they're hand-me-downs. Um, uh, so he said that uh, we have the technology to take ET home, and, um, and he said that publicly. You know, and think about what that really means. That means that we can go interstellar with with the production vehicles at the time. Yeah, I think uh, what we're uncovering through just all of this information is that there is a plethora of knowledge that that is hidden but is actually fairly easy to ascertain uh just just through you know if you actually know where to look and know what to look at and who to listen to and of course you know you take it all with a grain of salt because there's a lot of disinformation operations that have been going on for a very long time you know obfuscating the the reality is kind of the job of these clandestine intelligence services and all these other individuals. So I take, I, I just tell the audience out there, take this all with a grain of salt. Don't, don't take it as gospel because we've said it, but I like that, you know, what Nick does is he gives us not only the, the information, but then, you know, gives us sources to go and verify and, and hear these people who've said it. So we're talking about that, and, and, and yeah, I think there are things hidden down in, in on, on Antarctica that people, the leaders of this world, quote-unquote, have agreed would, I think, shock the conscience of the public so wildly that it could cause upheaval, social disorder and chaos. It could be a threat to not just our national security here in the United States, but pro probably the, the national security of every country around the world if people were able to get this information in its entirety all at once and have it be verifiably true because it would upend as we said a lot of pre uh held ideas that uh they they just you know it would be tough for people i think to to really wrap their mind around it and you know what happens when people don't understand things they uh, have a tendency to uh, react chaotically and that in and of itself can be what is dangerous when you think about it. So, uh, Nick, you know, I, I don't even know where to go from there because it's like we have so many different uh, avenues we can go from here. We, we can go uh, maybe in the second hour talk more about like Eric. Is his name Eric Hecker? Is that his name? The whistleblower who came forward? Oh, the new guy. Yeah, I, I keep really good track of this stuff they, uh, I, except the name has recently been pretty pretty busy um, uh, 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 we'll find out and yeah we'll, we'll talk get about to that in the second hour but afterwards. for here let's just because uh, we, we got about a couple minutes for another break um, let's keep going on I guess New Schwabenland so is it a you think that there's extraterrestrials. I know this sounds crazy when I say it. There's extraterrestrials working with Nazis in Antarctica in underground caves that are habitable and they possess secret technology. So let's go back, I guess, to Operation High Jump and Admiral Byrd because we haven't even talked about what happened. Like there's some details about that that people I think w would like to know for context, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Admiral Byrd goes down to Antarctica. He's defeated by the Nazis. They already have these technologies that they've been keeping back. And so cause they knew that they couldn't win with the numbers. So they had to win with technology. 
And uh, that eventually led to the uh, uh, to the Antarctica Treaty and then Operation Paperclip, where we took all the Nazis over, uh, or a lot of them, uh, who would help with our space program and, of course, with uh, other things as well, such as uh, biomedical engineering. You know, Mengele was already into that, but uh, without uh, voluntary uh, uh, patients. And, uh, you know, he, he would... Uh, do terrible things to him, and he was especially interested in twins. But um, you know, he had these people um, participating, and, and you know, participating in that sort of stuff, and, and then they brought that over to the United States. So a lot of the technologies and advances that we had, even uh, in the short span from the end of World War II until now, uh, can be attributed to that. Okay, so Mangala. The Nazis, Antarctica. I, I've heard that Operation High Jump, we had um, Bird go down there and, and he was met with some technology that he couldn't fight and that he basically got his entire fleet practically decimated. They had to turn tail and run. And that was at the moment at which the United States and other countries got together and were like, we can't go down there anymore. Is that is that right? Yeah, essentially they quickly made that treaty, and um, and and allegedly, you know, uh, Eisenhower had already made a, a treaty with the ETs in regards to all this stuff. All right, well, this is all very complex. I I, I hope the audience is following along because there is so I'm I'm the one who's pulling the conversation out into all these different realms. When we come back, we're going to keep going down the rabbit hole. Y'all are going to want to stay tuned for this one. You're listening to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We'll be back after the break. This is Mark Call, host of the Come Out of Her, My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. Listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Welcome back to Just Inform Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by our good friend, Nick No, U.S. Air Force veteran, military insider, uh, intelligence insider, Benghazi whistleblower. He's helping us go down the rabbit hole. Uh, Nick, do you mind if I play a clip from an interview with a good friend of mine, uh, Zach Voorhees? He was talking to Mike Adams, the health ranger. One of the I really like his work. He does a lot of great stuff. Um, both of them do. And, and, and this is talking about some interesting stuff. Do you mind if I play a clip real quick? Sure. 
that does help for some to an extent. The problem is, is that you can't even escape, uh, like if the sun goes micronova, right? There's the permittivity of free space, which is basically the resistance within a vacuum. It's way higher than Earth, right? Like Earth almost looks like a short circuit. And so the problem is that when this thing comes through, like let's say that the, the sudden micronovas during this reversal, which is what caused Noah's flood, right? This thing, micronovas, a wave of plasma blows out. Um, it's going to be highly charged with electrical magnetic currents. What happens is that the earth, when it goes through, looks like a short. And so the current passes through it. Uh -huh. And so the deeper you go, the, the stronger the magnetic induction gets and the electrical currents get. And so, you know, it's, it's basically shallow caves are, you know, like, like all these cave paintings, right? Like, where are they from? Why are these people hanging out in caves? Like, do people really live in caves or they, you know, why wouldn't they live in a hut? Well, it's starting to look like these caves were actually them sheltering from this extreme event um, and that they lived in, you know, shallow caves uh, to shield themselves and then emerged and, you know, life began again on the planet. And so what's funny is that, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg, he just bought this, um, this underground bunker and he placed it at sea level on a volcano. You know, <laughs> no, Hawaii, I, I right? thought about like, that too. <laughs> yeah. Like how smart can he be? Like, it's not, it's, it's obviously not a micronova thing, or maybe he got scammed because he doesn't know any better, but you know, the person that really has the right idea for this, you know, hypothetical event is Jeff Bezos, right? Like he built his underground bunker directly where it needs to be, which is right in the Colorado mountains, right next to a spaceship, right? Like, yeah, at altitude. you know, hello. Yeah. yeah. At that altitude, right? Like if this micronova happens, there's going to be a lot of slosh back because water actually gets attracted to electrical current and electrical currents from a micronova are going to be so strong that the ocean's going to go up like this and then slosh back. And as that slosh back happens, you're going to get this mega planetary tsunami, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. So the only, the only way that you can escape something like this is you either have to have like a Noah's Ark or you have to be situated in the high mountains like of Colorado and the Rockies. That's, that, that will stop it. And so Jeff Bezos knows exactly what he's doing. I believe that he sees that there's a, you know, a micronova event that's coming and he's making preparations right now to be one of the survivors that will uh, see through it. Well, Nick, uh, I, I bring that up because that was Zach Voorhees talking with Mike Adams about this. And, and this is all, I think, based off of the, a lot of the work of Ben Davidson over at Suspicions, Suspicious Observers, who, who they reference in this interview, um, which I'm here in the Colorado Rockies, thankfully. So I think I'm good, Nick. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm on the front range, so I have a little bit of elevation. And, and if that sloshback comes, I, I already have a plan where we're going to head up into the mountains further. But, you know, you talk about these, these events, and I think this is the kind of knowledge that's related to Antarctica, right, that they don't want us to understand or know. I think that's correct because they can't control it and they can't save everybody. There are contingency operations. Um, going back to the Star Wars program where we started doing deep underground military bases, we might have had a few at the time, but they really started to uh, advance technology. And there's this guy named Phil Schneider. People can look up and watch his content. I think he was 100% authentic. Yeah, and, Phil uh, Schneider is an amazingly – he talks about uh, uh, Dolce – Air Force Base in New Mexico, and, and he was working on building deep underground military bases, and they, like, dropped in on other bases that are what they say, his, you know, prehistoric, right? That, 
and and encountering these same kind of entities like we're talking about these ets uh and then he had all types his story is crazy like he lost his hand his hand got shot off according to him in, in a in a fight with some aliens and then he couldn't he had no dexterity and then they say he killed himself by like tying a perfect knot around his head around his neck which is it would have been impossible for him that's a crazy story uh nick maybe when we come back we're gonna talk about that more everybody you know look we have nick no here which means it's tinfoil friday which means we're gonna keep diving down the rabbit hole and taking the red pills stay tuned you're listening to just informed talk radio we'll be back after the break holy fly paper Join me, J.D. Plorable, for Swamp Fight, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at noon, right here on AM 1360. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. I'm Charles Payne, and this is the Fox Business Report. There's a sign of prices moderating, at least at the wholesale level. The producer price index declined one-tenth of a percent in December. The drop was a surprise. Economists were expecting the reading to be unchanged. For the year ending in December, the PPI is up one percent. Excluding food and energy, wholesale prices were unchanged from November to December. J.P. Morgan Chase had expenses from the FDIC in the recent quarter related to last year's regional banking crisis, but the nation's biggest bank managed to report a record profit and J.P. Morgan Chase shares are higher. Delta Airlines saw its profit nearly double in the holiday quarter. It's reporting record holiday travel, though it is being cautious with its forecast for the year and the stock is losing ground. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. The Fed's new FedNow system is all about surveillance and control. Secure your assets today with something Washington cannot manipulate. Hi, Stephen K. Bannon, and I recommend diversifying your retirement into a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To learn more, get a free info kit by texting the word SHELTER to 989898. Do this right now. Text SHELTER to the number 989898 and get a free info kit from Birch Gold. There's no obligation or purchase required. Message and data rate. Hello, friend. I'm Jeremy Sladen, the head coach and founder of the Warrior Mind, Body, and Soul Experience, or Warrior MBS for short. There's a good chance that you're looking to level up with some needed improvements in your physical, mental, or spiritual life, or maybe you need a complete reset in all three. Either way, there has never been a better time for you to make this move, and here's why. Because the world needs you badly right now. 
Our culture is in full-scale attack mode on what it even means to be a man. Testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men. Go to warriormbs.com to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com. Hi, folks. Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you can invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888-Y-REFI-24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. This is hour two of the Just Informed Talk Radio show. And as always, this is Tinfoil Friday. We're joined by our, our special guest, Nick No, U.S. Air Force veteran, military intelligence background, Benghazi whistleblower. He's one of the guys who uh, comes in on Fridays and helps us break down some bigger, uh, bigger stories than, you know, most people could, could ever fathom, right? But uh, we're, we're glad to be joined by him today to recap everybody who's just joining us. We're talking about, uh, we start off with Operation High Jump and New Schwabenland, Nazis in Antarctica, the possibility of ETs, secret space programs, the flood, Micronovas. <laughs> Nick, I feel like we've, we've really tr- condensed a, a lot of red pills into one hour of talk radio here, but... I think it's it's important that we kind of go down these these hole these rabbit holes. Where do you want to pick up? And I also have uh, that clip from Eric Hecker, uh, the Raytheon contractor who has the, the is the whistleblower from the the South Pole or yeah the Antarctica. So we can listen to that clip whenever you want as well. Uh, but where do you want to go uh, from here, Nick? Well, let's play his really quick. All right, let's go ahead and play this for the audience. Listen to this, guys. 
2010, I was selected to go down to the South Pole Station in Antarctica for an entire year by Raytheon Polar Services as an employee of a third-party contractor for the National Science Foundation. I function in a dual-role capacity as a tradesman and a firefighter. My responsibilities required me to be more informed than most of my crew and offered me complete access to the facilities. What I learned from this unique experience needs to be shared with the entire world. The technology at the South Pole Station certainly can do what it is presented as its primary purposes, and unfortunately, much more. The IceCube neutrino detector is presented as a passive listening device for the purposes of the science as presented. But I'm going to skip right through the chase, folks. Uh, I have provided documentation that proves that the 5,160, what they call DOMs, that are embedded in the ice can actually transmit at 2,047 volts each. That gives us a long list of things to consider. It is effectively a multifaceted directed energy weapons platform that I will uh, list rapidly a few things that it can do. Vehicle detection, we're learning that these off-world craft, on-world craft, ours or other nations are also emitting neutrinos. So this makes the South Pole Station effectively an air traffic control station for this new level of equipment that nobody's discussing. In addition to the ability to detect neutrinos and the exotic vehicles, I have provided documentation that shows that this is also a system for faster-than-light communications. In the past, Gary McKinnon has hacked NASA, found the off-world fleet, the list of captains, and it's apparent that if we have faster-than-light vehicles moving throughout the system, we're going to need faster-than-light communications. This is that facility. Unfortunately, I have other bad news. The season that I was there, 2010 to 2011, we converted from uh, construction to operations and maintenance in both the elevated station and the detector array. Unfortunately, when they first fired it up, that was when we had the earthquakes in Christchurch, New Zealand. There was two incidental shots before they were able to target it correctly. This is an earthquake generating device as well. This is the weapons of war that we have to deal with now and what Raytheon's hiding. There's an ELF system at the South Pole Station that when I was arrived, I was told it was off, dismantled, and completely defunct. In my work, I will rapidly just tell you, I had to figure out the circuitry for certain other repairs, and I found that this system is in fact completely energized, up and running, and being utilized with the other systems for nefarious purposes as well. The Atmospheric Research Observatory is uh, in what we call the clean air sector. I witnessed myself a very powerful green laser shooting out of the top of this facility into the cosmos. This, I believe, is a secondary form of long-range communications and or a defense system. A question of power comes into play for all of these facilities that are present. I assure you, I knew what was going on, I knew the load demands of the facility, and all of these new items exceed the demand for the systems that I was presented. I am doing due diligence and research. I believe there is either a secondary power supply there that is either nuclear that uh, was there prior to the start of the Antarctic Treaty, which prohibits such things, and or that there is some sort of exotic uh, power supply system there that just is not in the verbiage of the treaty, so it negates the responsibility to the parties involved. Nick, uh, that was Eric Hecker, the whistleblower he was a raytheon contractor who said he spent time in antarctica and he was working on technologies that obviously co-align and kind of corroborate what you've been saying this morning right yeah 
Yeah, it's a good thing that he's come out at the time he has because uh, this conversation we're having would seem that much further out there, but now it, it uh, lends credibility to the idea that uh, there is a breakaway civilization and they are all trying to get control of this planet right now. Um, you know, and they have the good guys and bad guys are, are after each other and they both have really advanced stuff. So you go look at what happened in Maui and, uh, you know, there's a couple of other events like that. It, it makes you wonder, um, you know, what exactly is, is really going on. Obviously there's a covert war and there's just a, a breakaway civilization, um, which is possibly why they try to kill us all with the uh, COVID-19 um, you know, I think it was not as effective as they thought it would be. Well, I think, I think what you said, of- what you said hit the nail on the head before. These people realize that they can't save us, so they can't let us know that it, it, things like a micronova are even possible or a solar or magnetic pole reversal are even possible in the, the true time frame in which they can happen. Uh, you know, me as a Christian, Nick, I, I, and I know you're a Christian too. It's like, I don't think we worry about this stuff as much because we know where we're going after all is said and done here. But I think, you know, you have the public at large that a lot of these people don't have that strong basis in uh, uh, the, the foundational basis in, in, you know, Christ, obviously. And, and, you know, people would panic. People would freak out. People would, you know, go after the elites. It, like we said, social disorder, chaos, the social fabric would, would be torn asunder almost instantly. Uh, you know, there would be panic. There'd be widespread panic, crises. So that's kind of where I think this all lies is in the fact that, you know, this kind of knowledge is what they don't want to get out there. But they, but here's my question, Nick, and, and you, have, you have 40 seconds for it, or maybe less. Why... Do they let people like Eric Hecker come out and, and say this stuff publicly? Wouldn't that be something you would defend at all costs, this information? Well, it's not like it used to be where they could just, you know, uh, if you go and travel in a hotel, then they could just set up and uh, put something on your towel that pricks your finger and kills you, undetectable sort of stuff, or, you know, the ice gun. They don't have that option anymore. And Why don't they have that option? Internet now. Well, with the age of information, you can transmit data all across the world. And so, so um, being a whistleblower, it's really important to uh, make sure you make as much noise as possible. Because if you don't, then uh, you're going to get the eyes of uh, you know, uh, the bad guys on you. And, uh, and what they're going to do is they're, they're going to get rid of you before the message gets out there all the way. So the worst thing you can do as a whistleblower is be like kind of half-assed in it and and not all the way in because that's when they will take you out right absolutely all right well look when we come back we have much more information uh a good friend nick knows with us everybody stay tuned tinfoil friday we'll be back just informed talk radio 
Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James. We're joined by Nick No, U.S. Air Force veteran, Benghazi whistleblower. And, and Nick, we're talking about whistleblowing. And, you know, we were talking about Eric Hecker. And my question was basically, hey, you know, why do they let these guys go out and say it? But, but I think you made a great point that, you know, it's almost impossible for them to stop. Once the cat's out of the bag, it's out. And it would do no purpose to take people like him out because all he has to do, like you said, is give one interview and post it online, and that basically is what will ensure that, you know, that that's what kind of ensures certain people are, are not targets because it wouldn't, it wouldn't do anything good. It would probably, if you did try to take somebody like him out, it would probably further corroborate his story, right? You there, Nick? I think you're muted. Yeah, I was sorry. Uh, absolutely. You know, um, the moment that they try something, it's going to only get more eyes on it. It's just going to, it's just going to make it harder for them. So, um, you know, there's nothing really they can do nowadays, which is why we have so many whistleblowers. I don't know if you noticed in the last couple of years coming forward. um, Yeah. Like uh, I have a, I have a clip right here, David Grush. He's an air force intelligence officer, uh, who came forward and, and here's him on Joe Rogan. Uh, not too long ago, talking about how he was put in a room with a 40-foot UAP that was the size of, when he walked into it, it was the size of a football field on the inside, which maybe you can help us understand that, but I'll play this clip real quick for us, okay? Sure. Are we alone? Well, the answer is we're not alone, and I know that with... 100% certainty, which as an intel officer, you never say 100%, but all things pointed towards, uh, based on the people I talked to, like Harry Reid, and I use him as an example, but I talked to the highest of the high people you could possibly talk to to catch my drift. So Mm -hmm. unless all of them are lying and they're covering up something else, which I don't even know what it would be at this point, because the phenomenon is real. It's been going on for thousands of years. People have been seeing strange things and not everybody's mass hallucinating. That was just a clip of David Grush. You know, in a part of that interview that we don't hear is him talking about this 40 foot UAP. He walked into it. It was the size of a football field on the inside. 
they had events in Manhattan where they were bringing together FBI officials, CIA officials, tech entrepreneurs, and uh, they were basically trying to, to show them how they can manipulate space and time. And that th this is stuff like you think about it, and this is the stuff that I talk about when I reference like w there's technology that exists in secret programs that's so far beyond our understanding of time and space and, and how it all works that obviously there is a high level of security around this stuff but it, it, it is seeping through the cracks as it were with these whistleblowers coming forward and talking about it and exposing it right yeah and um they i think that they justified back in 19 the 1930s with taking out the equations that um really uh, helped physics interface with like the quantum field they, and, uh, and, and a better understanding of what actually holds us together. The energy that uh, is non-waveform that holds us together is something that's been left out for a long time. Um, well, I think one of the issues when it comes to the technology is that you can do so much with it um, and some things you can do with very little energy and I think that's one of the main issues um, if they can build safety features into technologies when they roll them out, that would probably be ideal. Um, however, um, you know, uh, eventually someone's going to figure out how to, um, to, to do the things that they are afraid they can do, you know, and that's what the issue, that's what their argument has been the whole time. Um, is it justified? Uh, probably, probably up until this point, I think at this point, um, you know, I, they should start rolling stuff out. And I actually know people that have technologies that uh, they'd like to roll out and they're just, they're waiting. It's all ready. Um, and uh, you know, I've, I've uh, uh, seen, some, like I was saying, I, I've seen some stuff that even, even after seeing it, I, I don't believe, like, I can't believe it that I actually uh, was a witness to it. I actually one time I had to bring uh, someone as a witness to see um just to make sure that I wasn't, you know, seeing stuff, so or being fooled somehow. Um, but yeah, it's. Can you it, describe it's that? All to, can you describe that to us, or is that not publicly available yet? Well, let's just put it this way: um, there, it'll be sometime soon. I think when President Trump's back in office, that he's going to allow some of this stuff to roll out, like we were talking about, with some safety precautions built in. Um, and, and like it, there's, there's stuff that they have right now that could heal people using your own body and the resonance of, uh, you know, uh, I can't disclose exactly what resonance is, but, um, it, it, it works and it makes you, your body heal itself, um, holistically and using its own cells and everything. Um, and then there's some other stuff where, um, communications and, and things like that. Um, as that whistleblower from Antarctica was talking about that, and you know, if you want to do interstellar communication, you're going to need some big stuff down in Antarctica. But if you're, um, if you're just trying to communicate here, uh, it, it probably, uh, it probably would be pretty easy with way, way less energy and stuff. But, um, you know, you got to think of it. How do you, remember how he was saying, one of the whistleblowers said that you can see, inside the UFO, it looks like it's the size of a football field inside. That's because in our current paradigm and scientific understanding, we're looking at 
physics and in the wrong way, you were looking at, if you look at car crash, okay, they're going this fast at this angle. And, you know, they hit the brakes. It's this much energy was lost. Okay. Yeah, that's all great. Um, um, so that's the kind of framework everybody's working with. And, uh, and they're not really thinking about modulating space time around you instead of, uh, ad adhering to the rules of the physics as we know it. You have to change the laws of the physics nearby you. That's what they're doing with those, those vehicles. Um, uh, the drive that they use uses very high voltage, just as that guy was describing, uh, 2,047 volts each. Um, so the very high voltage spread across that surface area uh, can actually kind of create its own little bubble of its own mini you know, like universe or uh, uh, domain. And that's how they can do that. And it's also how they can turn and on a dime, if you ever watch UFOs, they can just turn, do a 90 degree turn without, and, and it, you know, as we know it with physics, that would kill any pilot uh, that's driving that because the uh, G forces would kill you. Uh, you become a splat on the wall, uh, but it cancels out G force. Um, and it actually, you know, uh, in theory would manipulate space time as well, distort space time. Uh, so uh, the sky's the limit with that stuff. I think to be uh, a kind of a, a party of this conversation, you really have to take what we've learned in school as far as physics goes, like you said, and kind of uh, take it take it with a grain of salt and understanding that, like what you said to me makes sense, right? You have a technology, whether it's magnetic-based or resonance-based or, or uh, frequency-based, that can take the the particles around us, right, and distort them in one way or another, which can create, like you said, I picture it like a bubble, right? A space-time bubble you're sitting in. So you get in this craft, it's 40 feet long, you get inside, and the interior has some sort of force that can distort, like you said, the, the space-time around you, and then that's how you can travel at high speeds. That's how you can move, you know, like you said, without having G-force, you know, inertia and all that stuff so i i think it all is plausible i don't have any proof other than you know the stuff we've looked at the whistleblowers kind of what you've been going through but but to me none of this stuff is outside of the realm of possibility i, I try to keep a very open mind when it comes to technology uh there there was you know because historically you can go back and um what is that? There's there's a funny commercial. I'm not, you know, I don't know if you've seen that commercial. It's got Larry David in it. It's for the crypto commercial where he's like everything he he's plays this character throughout history where all these inventions get created and he's the guy who's saying like, oh the wheel that'll never work. Nobody will ever use the wheel and like he just does it over and over and over again through history. So I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh that can never happen because I think this is all very real. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I, I think it's all very real, and uh, there's a couple of people that people, uh, scientists that people could look up, like Henry Moray, um, and there's a couple of other ones, but he's a really not well-known person that had accomplished a lot of things, and, and the, the guy, uh, Rife, who invented the Royal Rife machine that would, got really good reviews from a whole bunch of doctors, and then that was all published, and then all of a sudden it got shut down. Uh, I'm pretty sure his life was ruined after that. Um, 
you know, uh, so these people, don't forget that we've got these really evil people, part of satanic cults and uh, Moloch and Baal worshipers. You know, those are the kind of people that have infiltrated our governments and they got control of a lot of this sort of stuff. And so whenever they, they have this, this is, you know, way out there technology that can basically deliver anything that you need as a human being to survive and thrive. Now, imagine that being available to 6 billion people. For them, that's a problem because our population would explode in their minds too quickly and um, we would not be able to sustain life on this earth. They, they made that decision for us, even though it's absurd because um, there's plenty of space on this planet. And by the way, you know, if that technology is can do what they say it does, then what does it matter anyway? We can go explore and, and live in different places, which brings me to the next point here I wanted to bring up. Is back in the, uh, the day, um, they decided it was uh, that in case something like Zach describes, Zach Voorhees described, happens, they had alternatives for civilization to survive. He had alternative three. Um, so that would be, uh, you know, basically they take scientists, the top scientists and, and uh, people who with high IQs, things like that, they want to preserve from the human race and put them on the moon or Mars or whatever. Then you got uh, alternative two, which is a vast network of underground tunnels and bases, which uh, Phil Schneider talks about. Um, and alternative two is a continuity of government uh, operation, the same as the other. Um, but, you know, uh, they're highly compartmentalized. And then uh, I forget what alternative one is, but uh, you, you can find it, I'm sure. <laughs> I can guess what alternative one is. Alternative one is, uh, I don't know, maybe Bezos' bunker. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and, and this kind of, I agree with you 100% on, on the concept, the conceptual um, ideas here. And I would also go further to say that, you know, as a Christian, right, we talk about this dark demonic force and, and you talk about these people who believe in, in worship ball and, and Moloch and all that stuff. And I think like I was just reading an excerpt or I listened to an excerpt from Bill Clinton's um, biography, one of his autobiographies, I think he wrote uh, talking about how he fell in love with like the voodoo religion and I think what happens with a lot of these people is they get exposed to this technology by people who are bad actors and, and it is being used for evil, dark force purposes. And that's how they become these occult believers, right? They see things that, like you said, you see things that are unbelievable. And you, you have to take a double take and go, is that even real or possible? And then they use that and interpret it as a, as a you know or embrace it as this dark evil force. And that's where I think a lot of this evil comes from um, with how they manipulate people. But anyway, look, I, I Nick, we got a, a couple minutes for the next break. So I know you're trying to break all this down. Let's talk about like implications, I guess, and, and where we see this going in, in the near future. Well, um, yeah, the, the, the bad guys who was trying to depopulate the earth, they lost, um, imagine they're probably linked up with the Nazi remnants too. You got Schwab and those people, um, you know, there's their faction seems to have lost. So um, I, what I want to bring up when we come back is how the moon uh, is our moon 
is, uh, you know, to have formed naturally, uh, be a natural satellite, it can't be hollow, which Carl Sagan stated that uh, as a natural satellite, the moon uh, is considered to be, it should not be hollow, but uh, there have been several missions where uh, NASA's shot some stuff into the moon and it caused a ringing that reverberated for hours, over three hours. Yeah, I so, think, I think um, India, didn't yeah. India just do that too? They just slammed a satellite into the moon? Um, we'll talk about that. I, I want to get into that. That's good, good direction. So everybody stay tuned. You're listening to Nick No, Craig James, Just the Form Talk Radio. This is Tinfoil Friday. We're really going down the rabbit hole. Y'all are going to want to stay tuned for what's ahead. Hello, everybody in Northern Colorado. You're all looking good. I knew you would. <laughs> Keep listening to AM 1360, the roar of the Rockies, the best station ever. Hi, this is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen, to the lotion, to the salve, to the retinol cream, to the tinctures, to the cocoa, to the coffee, to the tea, everything in between. And make sure you try out the pet products as well. They have pet shampoo and pet tincture. You're not going to be disappointed. These products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two, three, and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360KHNC.com shop straight from the manufacturer. So go there and buy your products today. And I know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 9 to noon for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC. Welcome back to Just Informed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, and we're joined by our good friend, Nick No. He joins us every Friday uh, for the last few weeks and hopefully going in the future for our Tinfoil Friday segment uh, where we basically dive in the rabbit hole and take the red pill. Today we're talking about some pretty far out stuff, but it is all based on uh, corroborating evidence and things that I think, you know, really... Once you look at contextually with with information that we have publicly available, this isn't like he's coming in here and giving us anything that you can't find on your own. He's actually trying to source it all as we go and give you give give us uh, you know places to go to get more information on all of this. Uh, I know me and Nick, we've been kind of studying this information for a long time. So for some people, it can be a little overwhelming. But we're just giving you a lot of starting points, right? For you to do your own research to go and dig for yourself if you want to get more information on all of this uh make sure you you know you can even take notes on this and write stuff down write down names articles uh everything that we're referencing uh 
and go check it out for yourself. Don't just take what we uh, say is gospel, but, you know, we're doing a lot of, um, you know, speculating, but at the same time, we're also just presenting information that's out there in the public domain, right, Nick? Yes, it's all out there in the public domain. A lot of what we've talked about, there might have been a couple of things I mentioned that are especially hard to find, but, you know, and, uh, yeah, don't, don't take our word for it. Yeah, look up, you know, the information, and then if you'd like to, do a deep dive in it. And remember, you can't be using Google to try and find anything that's curated. You want to go to different search engines and then try and find the same information and say exact phrases and things like that to make it more concise. Yeah, there's, um, so ways to use, to the, there's ways to use Google that I don't use Google, but if you do end up using Google, like you said, be precise and very specific. Otherwise, you're going to get the curated fake news garbage. You'll get some uh, Snopes articles, right? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that just a guy and his wife who uh, later divorced oh, him? Oh, yeah, they were a her? bunch of degenerates, man. That, that guy is a, a sexual degenerate weirdo, from what I understand. Yeah, anyway, anyway, sure anyway, I got anyway. money from Soros. So let's get back to it. You were you wanted to go down uh, and talk about something else here. Uh, now let's get into that. So uh, let's talk about the moon a little bit more. So there's no doubt that life on Earth would be drastically different without the moon. In terms of human beings, life might not even be possible. So like the moon stabilizes the oceans in the polar regions of the planet, which then creates like their seasons that allow. Uh, most areas of the planet to thrive and prosper, you know. However, many ancient writings appear, you know, to document the time before the moon existed in our skies. So it sounds crazy and outright stupid to some. Um, is it possible that the moon is an artificial uh, a satellite or structure purposely designed with the specifications, um, you know, to uh, put in the exact and calculated orbit to stabilize the conditions on Earth? You know, it's, it's, it's a good idea. Um, so uh, for the sake of argument, if the moon was brought here with purposeful intent, who was behind such a, a monumental feat? And, uh, you know, an unknown lost civilization so much more advanced than we currently have today could have done it. Or, you know, where did they go if it was? And, uh, and uh, the moon is alleged to be an ancient artificial structure, uh, but uh, scientists have found... Uh, that the moon ring, you know, they argue against it, but then some have found that it rings. So if you have a a planet forming, it's supposed to be the most massive thing that pulls other less massive things to it, and and uh, or with our current theory of physics and everything. And so therefore, the uh, center would probably be more dense. That's why uranium uh, is part of the reaction for the Earth inside uh, the core and all that. It goes uh, seeps down into it and keeps it going. Uh, same principle. So. Um, all right, so let's get back to this. So there's a few ancient texts that uh, say that there's a time before the moon. Um, and, uh, you know, Aristotle wrote of Acadia, stating that the land was occupied before there was a moon in the sky above the earth. Similarly, uh, Apollonius of Rhodes spoke of a time when there, uh, when not all the orbs were uh, yet in the heavens. So, um, you know, there's there's plenty of ancient texts text that suggest that there was a time before the moon, uh, which is baffling to me, especially because you know I'm just now catching up and knowing that we didn't go to the moon, at least not with the Stanley Kubrick film. 
I agree. I mean, it's it's tough for I think some people to wrap their head around this stuff, and and rightfully so. I mean, none of this stuff should be easy to comprehend because it is very um, just uh, you know. I guess it's so far apart from what we know as our reality that it's it, it seems unbelievable. And I, again, I don't know that I believe all of it or any of it, but I do know that I keep an open mind and I try to really examine the information for what it is and, and to give it proper, um, you know, uh, time to, to be seen and heard. Uh, I can imagine right now, like, you trying to sit down with some of these fake news people and, like, explain this stuff to them. And, you know, I can hear Ben Collins' uh, keyboard, you know, <laughs> being beaten, dra- you know, dramatically as he types out an article <laughs> about how crazy QAnon conspiracy theorists think the moon is fake or something. But the the, the truth is always going to be stranger than the fiction, I think, in regard to what, what we know. And I think at this point, you know, with regardless of what the moon is or isn't or if it's hollow or if it's not – the the fact is there is so much information that they are keeping from us and there are technologies that exist that matter because the implications of said technology uh, as far as what it can do and, and what abilities they have uh, I think so far beyond most people's understanding or comprehension that that's why we have this this uh, apoplectic you know population so, and, and and here's what I wanted to say before Nick this is what makes me feel like these are the conversations they really don't want us having because they want it. And it's why they make this big spectacle of like, and I'm not saying Trump's doing this intentionally, but like of Trump and the deep state and the Clinton's flagrant crimes and, and the Biden's flagrant crimes. They want us uh, completely inundated with that and Epstein and all that stuff, which is all bad and it needs to be exposed, which I'm, I'm all for. But then sometimes I think that that's why it's so flagrant in your face and so audacious and outrageous is because it's almost like they need that spectacle to entertain the masses to keep us from having these deeper conversations about what kind of stuff we're talking about here, you know, the 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 true history of of world war ii what happened who's running the show uh do these in my opinion demonic forces like these et entities exist and and well of course they do because demonic forces do exist so but i also think there are angels right god has angels so Mm -hmm. it's not like all of this actually can be in my opinion a part of a christian worldview if you if you believe in the bible right Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, with the type of technology they have, which is, uh, you know, obviously, you know, those people are doing bad, bad things to people and they believe they get power from it. However, conversely, um, when Christians or any, any religious group of people pray together, they uh, seem to have more of an effect on the, uh, the environment around us. So, for example, if someone prays or visualizes something, um, you know, uh, know, for example, if someone wants to become a champion athlete, they have to visualize themselves being a champion athlete and what, you know, what, what comes with that and, and how the process is. And then, and then it happens, you know, but if you pray together, um, that is going to be exponentially more powerful than an individual would. Um, So, uh, 
there's definitely a lot that Christians could take from this and, and apply it to what they're doing and understanding why those things work and why you see miracles when you do that. Amen. I mean, I think that it, so many people uh, will close their mind immediately to any of this stuff because they think it may contradict their, their worldview. But I, I personally am one of the people who believes that, you know, God is, is infinitely wise and infinitely powerful he created this whole universe. I mean, he is behind, he's the architect of, of the world, and that includes everything not just here in our planet, but beyond our planet. So that, to me, is is where I take solace. So when we come back, Nick, let's just get through a few more implications of this. Because, look, I, I, I cannot tell you, we keep going on for hours about this stuff, but we're going to try to put it in context and give it, some more uh, um, you know implications so stay tuned you're listening to just form talk radio we'll be back j day's appliance is an independent local appliance dealer focused on main street not wall street we offer top brands at great prices service and parts to help you keep your current appliances running so think outside of the big box and think independent and save at j day's appliance located at 132 e 7th street in loveland colorado or give us a call at 970-669-1357 you can also visit our website at jdaysappliance.com that's the letter J, daysappliance.com. You've probably been hearing me talk about Y-Refi for a while now. Y-Refi has been getting a ton of phone calls, and I want to thank you for supporting and investing in something that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, so I'd like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back and your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. Hi, this is Tammy Cuthbert Garcia with Naturally Inspired Radio. Tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news. Get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long time. Welcome back to Just Inform Talk. <clears throat> Excuse me. Welcome back to Just Inform Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, and we're joined by our good friend, Nick No. Uh, you probably know by now because I keep saying it, but I, I want to keep reiterating your background, Nick. You're a U.S. Air Force veteran. You have a military intelligence background. You have a very good mind for breaking down these uh, concepts, I think, that, that we, we're talking about here on, on these Tinfoil Friday shows that we've been doing. And uh, we're, we're very blessed and thankful to have you here on the show. So 
first off, I want to say thank you for joining us, Nick. I mean, it is a pleasure to have you on, and we hope we can keep bringing you back because I think that what you're doing with me here on this show is very important just so that we can keep getting more and more information. That's what the, what matters. But um, I guess we have one more segment here, so I'll just let you go whatever direction you want. If you want to pull it together or, or whatever you want to do, uh, just keep going. So I'm going to say one last thing about the moon, <clears throat> the rotation. Okay, so there's something else to consider, and then I'll talk about Mars. There's a really interesting two anomalies in regards to Mars. Um, so we never really see the, the dark side of the moon because the moon takes 27.3 days to orbit the Earth once, and at the same time, it also takes the moon 27 days to complete a rotation on its axis. It, the synchronous rotation causes the side of the moon to always face the same face away from our planet. Um, this is a unique property to our moon um, besides the, uh, be, the moon being hollow. You know, so uh, take what you, you want from that. So it's almost, it, it, almost certain that it's artificial. Now, uh, Mars is especially interesting because um, there's, a, there's a moon on Mars or orbiting Mars that is, it's called Phobos. And if you go to Phobos, there is a giant monolith on Phobos as if it were some sort of uh, large building or uh, something like that. And it's got right angles. It basically looks like a, like a 2001 Space Odyssey. Um, and, uh, you know, you have Buzz Aldrin, who also said we didn't go to the moon. He says we should go explore to Mars and, and everything. And he, one time on air on live television, um, during peak hours, he said that, um, there's a monolith on, on Mars. And like, he's like, who put that there? Who put that there? And, and then he says the universe put that there. And I thought that was super interesting. So I go looking further into it. And I find out that there's a you know the face on Mars, uh, which could easily be a uh, an altered, digitized photo or whatever, because it looks completely different from the first one that came from the uh, probe, and then after that it was clearly doctored. So um, if you look at the face on Mars, there are right angles, and right angles do not appear in nature. They do not appear in nature, um, especially four of them, like it has, um, which. Basically, it looks like it's some sort of, um, you know, uh, it looks like a face. And, you know, if you look at the other artifacts or other things around it, you look a little further and you find out that these little uh, data points nearby, it looks like mountain or little things going on. If you take a, uh, if you cross-reference and you take, it looks like there's even a pyramid too, by the way. If you take a... Um, a map of the constellation Pleiades and you did an overlay on uh, over it, it matches perfectly. The chances of that happening are over a billion billion to one. So there seems to have been some sort of ancient civilization that was on Mars because mathematically it's impossible just like our, our moon is impossible. So there's a lot more going on with human history than we're led to believe. Um, maybe that wasn't involved with human history, um, but it's certainly not natural. There's something else going on. Um, there is some thought put into what we're seeing. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think about, you know, Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth. And, you know, the, the beginning of creation here is not relegated to just this earth, I believe. I mean, God created the heavens and the earth. He created it all, which I personally think leaves open the possibility that there were other... Uh, there are other things that I can't even comprehend that exist that God made, right? That, that you know, when you talk about all this stuff, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's the, I think the humble, the humility is what you have to have in these situations because you can only know so much. And if you're talking about anomalous things and, you know, again, it's like, well, can we even trust the, the satellite imagery pictures is that even real? Uh, you know, a lot of people say that's all photoshopped, but I would argue that there are there are things in this world which we can't comprehend. However, if we leave ourselves, you know, uh, in a p- p- position of humility to know that we don't know, then we can take this information and uh, and and at least have it in our back pocket. So, any other things you want to wrap up with? We got about a minute left, Nick. Um, just in general on today's topic and for you? Well, I, I just say, you know, if you're sitting there thinking, wow, this sounds pretty fantastical. I, you know, I cannot believe this. And then, uh, don't just, just leave it at that. And then continue watching dancing with the stars. This stuff is so intriguing. The, uh, everything we've ever been told is a lie and it's up to you. It's your personal responsibility to figure out, what's really going on in the world and uh, what's been hidden from us and why. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's kind of, I, I like to keep my, my curiosity and, and my inquisitive nature uh, always so that I'm always in pursuit of knowledge. And I think that that's really what we have to, to constantly push ourselves toward. And that's why I'm thankful to have you on because you do push the limits for me sometimes. I mean, how many conversations have we had, Nick, where I'm like, I don't know about that. But I see grace. But at the end of the day, it, it, we have to look into this stuff because they don't want us to see it, right? It's, it's all um, stuff that's being obfuscated from our, our you know, perception. So when we come back, Nick, we're going to give people a little bit of hope and encouragement, send them out on their day. Uh, I hope you all stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. We're joined by Nick No. This is Craig James. We'll be back after a short commercial break. Nine Eleven, the Podesta emails, Epstein Island, Hunter's laptop. The 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. You are listening to KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. 
We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Welcome back to Just Inform Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, joined by Nick No, U.S. Air Force veteran, military intelligence insider, Benghazi whistleblower, and our Sherpa for Tinfoil Friday as we navigate the rabbit holes and take the red pill. Uh, Nick, I want to just say thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I, I try to ask, is there any way that people can support your work, can find what you're doing? Do you want to promote anything? Uh, I, I feel like I should give you at least a chance to do that if there's anything you want to point people to, to to follow your work or to help you out. I don't know. Sure. You can go to my Rumble channel. It is Science is My Muse, all one word, S-E-I-E-N-C-E-I-S-M-Y-M-U-S-E on Rumble. And then it's the same on um, Truth Social. I did have that Twitter handle, but I, I probably shut my Twitter down and, I've been banned and they didn't really explain, but so uh, science is my muse for those. And, uh, it's the best way to see my content when I'm sharing. Yeah. We got to go check that out. Everybody write that down. Um, but you know, we wrap up our show every day with our God's grace is greater segment, Nick, and today's no different, but you know, we started the book of Psalms and we've been going through uh, a, basically a Psalm a day here. And today we land on Psalm 26, which is a Davidic Psalm about a prayer for vindication. And I could not think of a better Psalm to end on here. So I'm going to read this to the audience. Uh, and, and, and I think you'll understand, Nick, how serendipitous uh, it is that we land here. God's grace is amazing. And, and, you know, his plan is beyond what we can understand. I didn't plan this, but here it is. Vindicate me, Lord, because I have lived with integrity and have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and mind, for your faithful love is before my eyes, and I live by your truth. I do not sit with the worthless or associate with hypocrites. I hate a crowd of evildoers, and I do not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, Lord, raising my voice in thanksgiving and telling about your wonderful works. Lord, I love the house where you dwell. The place where your glory resides. Do not destroy me along with sinners or my life along with men of bloodshed in whose hands are evil schemes and whose right hands are filled with bribes. But I live with integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. I will praise the Lord in the assemblies. And Nick, I I mean, when I hear that, 
and I, and I say that prayer uh, for everybody out there listening. I hope it gives you some discernment and some encouragement today and, and a positive, hopeful message to take with you. But it, it speaks to me that, you know, as we talk about these, these things that are outside of our realm of understanding, God sees what's in our hearts. He, he knows if we're examining these things with integrity and with still leaving our trust in the Lord entirely. And that's where I think I come from. I think that's where you come from, or I know that's where I come from. And I'm pretty sure that's where you come from as well, Nick. So when we, when we talk about these things, just know that God sees what's in our hearts and and where we stand. And we come from a place of integrity in the Lord, understanding that we don't associate with hypocrites or evildoers or sit with the wicked. We live for God. So is that something you you think you agree with, Nick? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate that that uh, our spiritual uh, growth as uh, Christians and as uh, people has been suppressed by these technologies and these people. They want to make sure we don't understand what we truly are. We're not just physical beings. We are spiritual uh, uh, beings. It, it, experiencing a physical existence oh amen brother i couldn't agree more and that's why we very much appreciate having you on everybody thank you for tuning in uh stay tuned great shows coming up all the way down the line up here on khnc but i want to thank nick for joining us again we'll probably hopefully god willing get him back on next friday you'll hear me again on monday stay tuned but thanks for tuning in i'm your host craig james Godspeed and God bless each and every one of you patriots.